Oh, fucking hell. What a day. I know, right? Oh, right. You come up with something. <laughs> um, okay. Um, it's 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 a monkey. Okay. In a business suit. <laughs> and he sat behind a desk that's just too big. But he bought it because he thinks it would he make him... It. Yeah, he bought it. He's a businessman. <laughs> What's his business? Bananas. Nice. And he bought the big desk to intimidate people when they walk into his office. Doesn't need all that space. He's a monkey. He's got like three forms. It's bananas because <laughs> it's simple. Do you know how he initially made his money? He managed to type out Hamlet on a keyboard. <laughs> and welcome to Voice for TV. Hello and welcome to Voice for TV. I'm Andy. And I'm Luke. And this is a podcast where we go away and we research things and then try and fill each other's heads with absolute bullshit. I mean, we try and fill our heads with knowledge and interesting facts, but we usually end up filling them with absolute bullshit. Yeah, it's great. I love it. Yeah, it's good fun. <laughs> what are your categories? Uh, today I've got the miscellaneous topic, so nice. it's our random topic. I, I have freedom to go away and research anything that I want. Lovely. And I also have nature. Ooh, one we haven't had before. Not one we've had before. And what about you? I've got children's lit and classic lit. Fantastic. Yeah. Pretty lit, mate. Pretty lit. I regret so that lit. immediately. As soon as I said it, oh, so lit. Yeah, please edit that out. That was terrible. Never. <laughs> uh, shall, uh, I go first, don't I? Uh, yeah, I believe. Uh, well, you can. I can go first if you want. Nah, nah. Well, we'll stick to the format. I think. Okay. I mean, I'm going to shake up the format anyway. I'm going to do my miscellaneous first. I think. Oh fucking hell! What have we got first? Children's lit. That should be pretty fun. You think? You know me. Uh, pretty well by this point, I think. So, if I was to say this one uh, in, in my head started off going, oh, I'll make this a like pretty me. What do you think I would talk about in children's literature? Harry Potter. Yeah, I'm wearing my Harry Potter onesie. Uh, Harry, Harry, Harry Potter, the, the book series, not the films, because I'm a purist. I love Harry Potter. Yes, I'm aware. It's brilliant. Like, it's it's influenced my life quite substantially. Yeah. And you're not the only one, to no. be fair. Yeah, a lot of people really love Harry Potter. Yeah. It's been around for... our generation, I think. It was a, it was a huge Yeah, it like, kicked it off in the, like, 97, I think the first one came out. So it's been around for... Yeah, by the time we were, you know... Basically, the majority of our lives. Yeah. So it's the same a... age as all the actors from the films. And... Yeah, it's been a big influence on me for my entire life, yeah. basically. But recently... It's come out that J.K. Rowling is a bit of a fuckwit. Yes, a polite way to describe it. Um, yeah. A more accurate term, I would say, would be massively transphobic. Apparently, yeah. absolutely horrific. Yeah. And it's been it's been a bit of a struggle for me to justify my love of Harry Potter with that being a thing. So that's fair, uh, considering I think one of the massive themes of Harry Potter is inclusion, inclusion, and, and and friendship, and acceptance. And, yeah. And, yeah. So it's been a bit of a struggle to justify it, but I've sort of come to the conclusion this is this is a bit of a artist versus art kind of yeah. thing. I came to the conclusion that because it's been so long and it's been such a big influence on my life, 
I can. Uh, I, in my head, I've, I've got my own Harry Potter lore, so I read it. I read the books in my head, or I listen to the audiobooks and hear it in my voice, and I impose my own thoughts and my own creativity onto it, and hear other people's lore and head canon and put it in there. So it's changed completely in my head from what J.K. Rowling originally intended. Sure. Yeah. So it's that's that's how I justify that. However, she is a massive, massive transphobe, and there's no getting around that. So, I thought, because it's children's literature, and I wanted to discuss Harry Potter, and then I realised we can't really discuss Harry Potter without discussing J.K. Rowling's transphobia, I went and researched a, uh, a charity that is specifically aimed at helping young children, young adults, and their families deal with being trans. Amazing! Which is... It's such a good charity, right? It's they're, they're fucking brilliant. I'll, I'll get the website because my notes are terrible. Uh, they're called Mermaids. Oh, I think I've heard of these guys. Yeah. So yeah, they've been around. Like they originally started as a group of concerned parents around a kitchen table trying to figure out ways to make their children more comfortable and happy and things like that. Um, because in the nineties, I mean, I, I I wasn't very much aware of. Well, the thing is, it wasn't very much... Exactly. You it weren't wasn't. aware of them because they didn't have the representation and with the representation comes acceptance. Exactly. So, mermaids were a small group of concerned parents sitting around the kitchen table coming together to share experiences, find answers and look for ways to keep their children safe and happy. Today, mermaids is one of the UK's leading LGBTQ plus charities. Like top, like right up there, empowering thousands of people with its secure online communities, local community groups, helpline services, web resources, events, and residential weekends. So they are doing a lot for the last like twenty odd years. They've been pumping out loads of support groups, loads of support for for the trans community and the LGBTQ plus community in general. They also they're not just looking after these. Uh, kids and, and young people, because that's 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 the group they focus on. Because, I mean, especially in twenty twenty, people are discovering their own gender variant. Sure, they're discovering their own gender variant younger because that's become more ex- like yeah, it, people, there's people more, more resources out there to help them find yeah. it. With charities like this, there's more conversation around it, so they feel you know Safe far more open to that. To discuss. And, yeah, those and because, ideas because our generation is having kids now. We're not. <laughs> we're just, yeah. just that cool. noise. Uh, but, but yeah, our friends are, are starting to have children. Sure. And um, our generation is pretty... We're all pretty woke. I mean, like that, the way, you've got to let that hang yeah, for we're a all, moment. We're all pretty woke. But that's it. I'm all, I, I, we've said that last episode, actually. You say hang, and I say sit. <laughs> Means the same thing, but totally different. It's just a swing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Let that hang and sit. Let that swing. Let that swing. Let it swing. Because that means something totally different. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> anyway so yeah, pe- young people are, are, are discovering their own uh, gender variant or gender identity younger and younger, and 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 because of our generation being so, in quotation marks, accepting them. I mean, every generation is, you know, socially more aware than the last yeah. you'd like to think so we're just 
And, you know, in I, I'm hoping in 20 years' time, the next generation are going to look back at our generation and think of all the stuff <laughs> that we don't find acceptable. Like, I think veganism, for example, will probably take off massively in the next 20 years. I think there's, People are going to think it's really weird that we used to drink cow's milk with our <laughs> coffee. I, I, well, I, yeah, yeah, fair. I mean, and it probably should. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 100%. I'm seeing, I just like, seeing the trends. I just love steak. Yeah, but I, but my point is, I see your point with yeah. uh, the generational gap. Particularly now, I think online resources and chat rooms and things, yeah. because now, as I said before, representation brings acceptance, and people can now represent themselves in a safer way in you know certain areas yeah. and share stories about themselves growing up, um, which I think has led to more generalized acceptance. On the other side of the coin, though. The comments made by J.K. Rowling were online on Twitter. Very, very good point. Pu- very publicly, and she immediately got called out. Yeah, and didn't apologize. Nope. Like there's been no apology. She still believes these things, yeah. and it's horrific. Yeah, but I'm glad you bring it back to J.K. because after all, that's where this conversation started. Yeah. And I do want to say, like, I think it is fine if you still do enjoy Harry Potter. Good. Because I do. Yeah. I'm wearing my Harry Potter onesie yeah. right now. I think that's absolutely fine. Because as we've said, like, the, some of the main themes of Harry Potter are acceptance yeah. and loyalty and friendship. It's so bizarre that those ideals and things came from her. Because um, yeah, for in 1997, she must have still had those beliefs. Yeah. Which is it's just bizarre. But yeah, mermaids... Mermaids, yeah, fucking brilliant. Yeah. So they're so with their support, support them however you can. Yeah, I'll put there'll They're be a link in the description. Great things. Just, just search mermaids.org.uk. I have heard that name come up quite a bit around the this topic of yeah. JK. Well, because it is about young people. It's about yeah. supporting them. There are other trans charities yeah. that support every other aspect, but because it's children's lit, uh, and it's important. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, absolutely. I think, and I think that is one thing because the Harry Potter has blown up so far beyond yeah. J.K. Rowling. Um, yeah, and there's so much within that fandom and that um, community. Like the fan fiction alone. There's, yeah, there's that m- people there's, have done. There's you it's know, ridiculous. There's plays and YouTube videos and fan fiction. Have, have and, you watched any of the uh, Potter musical? Oh, uh, the very Potter musical Harry stuff. Potter musical. I haven't. No, mate. So funny, really long, but so funny. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, in its own way, pretty problematic as well. But at least they've apologised for yeah. some of the stuff that they've done. That's I think I've heard a lot of people say like, "Oh yeah, it was very of its time, being yeah. you know the mid two thousand like ten years ago." Yeah, like okay, if and you want to call that this time, yeah. Um, but yeah, at least they've come out and said, "Yeah, that was in bad taste." Yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, that hasn't aged very well. Yeah, it's just bizarre to me that someone that wrote something that touched so many lives and influenced so many people yeah can like including like a lot of the trans community a lot of trans people love harry potter as well and i have no idea how they they reacted because i'm i'm a cis white male and yeah so, so I, I, I've not, really, I, I can't have. I, I don't have any experience. We can listen and be an ally, but we can't really be part of that discussion. Yeah, yeah um, it must. Have, it must have come out and just gone. It must have been like a, a shot to the gut. Yeah, 
because that's someone that's influenced my like. If I was a trans person and I'd been influenced as much as I have by the Harry Potter series, I would be devastated. I don't know if I'd be able to pick up a Harry Potter book again. Yeah, but I do. Again, I just want to reiterate. Like, I think this is an instance where you can absolutely separate the art from the artist, and if you can read those themes of acceptance from Harry Potter. Please do. There, yeah. there, there is good stuff there. I think there is, and it's you know it has influenced so many people in very, very positive ways. And just ignore J.K. because she's an idiot. She's an idiot. I don't know what. I mean, like, like that's pretty well half of her fan base, the LGBTQ plus community. Yeah, I remember like there was a huge story that broke. She, she was like the first person who could no longer be classed as a millionaire because she'd given so much to charity or something yeah. like that. She used to be like an absolute angel. She used to walk on water. Ridiculous. And... But what has she done? Yeah. She... I mean, I'm all for standing up for your beliefs, but for God's sake, your belief is genuinely... Wrong. <laughs> ...impacting people's lives in a negative way. Yeah. And she just won't accept it. She's... Why are you out to hurt people? I don't think she's ever going to accept it. No. She's just stuck in that belief system. She... I don't... She should just go and have a conversation with with her fans, basically, because every single one of her fans, pretty well, yeah, I'm is not. against her currently. Yeah, and it's it's just like, shut the fuck up, J.K. You're an um, idiot. You know, Fantastic Beasts three is still going to make a billion dollars, though. I mean, I'm still going to go watch it, which is annoying. Yeah. So, so in conclusion, support mermaids. They do fantastic work. Yes. And you can feel free to ignore J.K. Rowling and still enjoy Harry Potter. I think there's nothing wrong with that. Exactly. And, and don't just listen to us. Go and research mermaids and, and other do. LGBTQ plus community charities. And Because we are two straight blokes. And I, I think we're pretty liberal and, and accepting. I like to think so. But, but if you are... But at the same time, do, do your own research and, and learn as much as you can. Because, I mean, mer- search mermaids, they're... One of what the resources they have, they are looking to educate people on this subject and stuff. So, 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 just look it, look it up. Have a read. If you do happen to be part of either the Harry Potter fandom community or the LGBTQ community or both, um, do let us know in what you think of this whole situation because I don't think that this is a conversation that only we can have. Only we can have between us. But also, I don't want it to fizzle out. Like it's a conversation that always is going to be needed needed um all of these conversations surrounding bigotry always need to be there because as soon as we stop talking about it the bigots win yeah it's i hate it when when like there's a big there's a big upheaval and and people get up in arms about something completely justified like this and then the conversation just fizzles out which it seems to have done online like i'm not i don't know if jk has tweeted recently or anything last i heard you stopped twitter well as well as she should, but she should have stopped before she fucking enraged everyone. Yeah, she shouldn't hold those beliefs. What an idiot! Yeah. Anyway, go educate yourself. Let's move on because we're getting riled up. Well, you are anyway. I am. What? I'm sorry. Okay, let's move on. I'm gonna. I am gonna do the the miscellaneous. Okay. First, I think. Cool. Um, Mix it up because we're on a little bit of a. It's a mix it up a little bit. Yeah. Um, so I want to talk about a man. Okay. I'm a man. You are a man. This is a, not you, though, that I want to Aww. talk about. This is another particular man. He needs to have a movie made about him right now. And you're not talking about me. I'm not talking about you, no. Oh. I, I'm sorry to say, Andy, but uh, Robert Smalls, 
led a much more interesting life than you have so far. Bobby Smalls. Robert Smalls. Bobby Smalls. To his mates. I don't think so. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> okay, Bobby does denote a kind of, like, certain... It brings a certain picture to my mind. He's not a Bobby. He's not a Bobby, not as far as I'm aware. Is he a Rob? I don't. He, I think he's probably he Robert? just... It was Robert or Mr. Smalls. Okay. Uh, he was born in 1839, mm-hmm. and he died in 1915. He was born a slave in Charleston, right. in South Carolina. On May the 13th, in 1862, he did something pretty incredible, which was escape from slavery. But the way he did it was... It needs to like it needs to have a film. Imagine the best heist film you've ever seen. Okay, <laughs> yeah. This is a better heist. Amazing. <laughs> it's it's not particularly funny, but it, it like it's just incredibly impressive. Um, so in eighteen sixty two, May thirteenth, the Civil War had been going on for about a year. Right. And he had been stuck in the South as a slave with his family. He had a wife, he had a four-year-old daughter, and he had an infant son. So, yeah, he'd been working in Charleston on a ship called the Planter. Okay. Uh, He'd been working there for about a year. Charleston was in a bit of a weird spot. Um, There was a blockade up the river, a Union fleet, stopping a lot of movement for the Confederacy. But to get up to that blockade, you still had to go past a lot of Confederate ships, a lot of Confederate strongholds. So there was no way for him... On the boat. On on the the boat, yeah. With a crew, he'd been working on the ship for about a year, and during that year he'd learned pretty much everything he could about where he was, the ship he was on, and how he was going to get. How big is the, how big is the ship? How big is it's it? uh, it's a it's a steamship. It's crewed by thirteen people, and it needs thirteen people. I think so. Well, he managed to get this ship. He basically, under cover of darkness, he learned all of the signals that he needed. And under cover of darkness, he took his entire family, including an infant son. Like, if that baby cries, the Confederacy are going to know that that ship is not carrying (laughs) soldiers. With a four-year-old daughter and his wife. So he had three women, a crew of 13 men, and he managed to get up the river past five Confederate (laughs) strongholds (laughs) with all the correct signals. What a hero. Up to the Union blockade. Fuck. So he stole the ship. He stole the ship he was working on, the cover of night, and... Just bullshitted his way up the river. <laughs> Wait, so it's it's him, his wife. How many kids? He's got two kids. So uh, there were wife. more. Um, here we go. Um, <laughs> with a crew of eight men, five women, and three children. So there was another child, including his too. Successfully navigated past five Confederate blockades, offering the correct signals to pass at each point. And all of the people, like the whole crew, were were, were slaves as well. Yeah. They? Wow, what a hero. Yeah. Um, the Union, but of course, he's now driving a Confederate ship. It was the Union. Up to a Union blockade. <laughs> so he almost gets blown out the water. But um, he manages to uh, take down the Confederate flag and throw up a bedsheet as a sign of surrender. Nice. And of course, the, the Union like are a bit confused <laughs> but like okay fine but on board was you know a massive cache of guns and ammunition as well as a load of documents revealing detailed plans of naval wow. movements and landmine placements that were like <laughs> really valuable to their to their cause That's so cool <laughs> <laughs> wow what an 
absolute legend. Yeah, but I mean, it, Robert, it, Mr. Robert Smalls. Smalls. Mr. Smalls. Yeah, not a Bobby. Not a Bobby. Um, but his story continues after that daring <laughs> escape. He started touring his story as like a bit of propaganda. Right. And apparently became uh, one of the factors that encouraged Abraham Lincoln to authorise uh, free African Americans to serve in the Union Army. Oh, cool. Which is incredible. Um, and not only that, he went back to serve in the army. He went on to captain the planter, the ship that he'd stolen, <laughs> conducting 17 missions around Charleston. <laughs> the, yes. That area that he knew so well after researching it That's for the so better part of a year. Absolutely smashed it, mate. Yeah. <laughs> and after the war, he uh, led a successful career in politics. <laughs> Became an elected official. Wow. Uh, for South Carolina. He was elected to both the South Carolina uh, House of Representatives and the South Carolina State Senate. And between the years of 1874 and 79, he served in the US House of Representatives. Fuck. This is a black man. This is a free slave. That's so cool. Serving at the State Senate. I mean... The original circumstances of him being in America is a bit is really shit. Yeah. I was going to say a bit shit. That's a bit of an understatement. But to go from slavery to being a basically a, a member of yeah. the Senate. I mean, what the fuck? Look him up, Robert Smalls. Uh, look him up online. He's got an incredible story. That was really just sort of the footnotes of everything that I could find out. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's more detail into exactly how they managed to get that ship up the river. It's it's he's a really really fascinating man. He's got an incredible story, and it's just one of those things that you just do not, uh, just don't hear about it. Like we're English, and this is American history. Yeah, but I yeah. don't even think this story is taught enough in America for it to be. I think the main the main thing they talk about when they come to that like the theme of, of, of slavery and, and things is Abraham Lincoln, obviously. And Harriet Tubman. Yeah, I was going to say Harriet Tubman yeah. um, is you know the one that's, that's individual the, that's person the one I can person think I, of I know, you know, running yeah. the. But I mean, there's there's been there's got to have been dozens of those stories out there that are just as impressive that unfortunately have been whitewashed. Yeah, that's um, so cool. It's an amazing story. That definitely deserves a film. It would be an incredible <laughs> film. Can you imagine the tension of them coming up to the first blockade? <laughs> Seeing if these signals are going to work. Seeing if that baby's going to cry. Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, I want to make that movie. <laughs> I would have said that Chadwick Boseman would have been in the perfect casting for oh. him. That's oh, now I'm sad. Yeah, not to date the podcast or anything, but it's not been that long since. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. Oh, my God. Who would you cast, then? You want maybe Forrest Whitaker for his political years? Oh, oh, I think you've got to focus on the heist. Yeah, like the whole film is basically the the lead up to the heist. And yeah, the, at the end of, by the end of it is li- literally coming up to the the Union blockade, and then realizing you're still carrying a Confederate flag. No shit. No, <laughs> they, they they had planned for that. They knew that was going to happen. Oh, right. oh yeah. It, but... it was a risk that the unions weren't just going to completely destroy them instantly. Yeah, but in in the film, you got a bit of license. Yeah, like it could be it could be like um. Oh no, no, that would be a rubbish ending. I was going to say a bit like the Italian job ending, like on on the edge of a cliff. Yeah, <laughs> don't like... worry, boys. I've got a plan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like 
like the last shot is 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 basically the the union aiming cannons at them and looking up and seeing the Confederate flag and just going, "Don't worry, boys, I've got a plan," and then cut. <laughs> but no, that'd be terrible. You got to see, you got to see the whole thing. Yeah, wow. Oh no, it'll be a three-parter. You do a three. A three-parter. Know, a whole trilogy. His, his early life, yeah. the heist, and then the political. Yes. The political life. Just learn the whole story. He's <laughs> so cool. like, led an incredible life to escape from slavery in such a daring manner yeah. with his family and then to go back and fight for the cause <laughs> as part of the Union. What a fucking legend. Oh, that's, that's definitely... Lock that guy up. Lock him up. Mr. Smith. Yeah, feel free to do your research. Fact check. Mr. Smalls. But... Yeah, Mr. Smalls, we salute you. Yeah. More heroes needed. Shall we move on? Yes. Classic lit. Classic lit. Yeah. Uh, it's not really classic lit. It's a quiz. Of course it is. Course I was expecting a quiz. a quiz. I almost wrote a quiz and then I realised I never do the quizzes. Why would <laughs> I write a quiz? I thought, right, I'll do, I'll do like a pretty serious need to have conversation thing. And then I was like, well, this is like last night and I was knackered and I needed to do something. Um, and I thought, well, I've got to do a quiz. Classic lit. This is higher or lower quiz okay so i'm i've got a list of uh, the top 10 best-selling books ever okay not including religious texts or political texts okay so no bible no bible no no communist manifesto yeah none of that so it's the list was top 25 okay but I've, i've got it down to the top 10 and just for a little bit of context uh all Harry Potter books were in the top twenty-five, best ever, like most. That doesn't surprise stuff. me. I was, I was, I didn't expect to see all of them there, all seven, not low down either. Not I wouldn't like, be surprised if the seventh one doesn't hold some record for like fastest midnight release seller or something. Obscure. Oh yeah, maybe, but it's, that, that one wasn't top of the list. Okay. It wasn't. It wasn't bottom, but it was close to the bottom. But yeah, higher or lower to the nearest million. Okay. <laughs> nearest nearest million copies sold. Uh, so the first one that I've got for you is uh, The Dream of the Red Chamber by Chao Xuen. Okay. Uh, I don't know I don't know how to say the name. C A O X U E Q I N. Do we know when it was written? Uh, I don't have that information. I can Google it if you want. Uh, but it's a hundred million copies sold, and it was seventh on the list. Okay. Yeah? Uh, so Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone by J.K. Rowling. Is it higher or lower? That's got to have sold more. One hundred and seven million. Yeah. Oh so wow. It's, okay. It's higher, but it was only fifth. It's fifth on the list. I was expecting more than that, for sure. That, and that's the that's the only one that appears in the top ten. Only Harry Potter. Really? The Philosopher's Stone? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the first one, yeah, did really well. Maybe I need to read more books. (laughs) (laughs) Mate, I've read far too few of the books on this list. (laughs) Uh, By far too few, I mean three. (laughs) Well, at least one of them was... At least only one of them is Harry Potter. Yeah. Uh, The Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe by C.S. Lewis. Is it more... Is it higher or lower than 107 million? Ooh. Whoa. <laughs> 107 million. I'm going to say higher. 
So you're saying higher than 107 million. Yeah. Fifth place. I think. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Okay. Oh. It's right in the middle. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll stick with my first answer. The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe sold 85 million. Okay, lower. So it's lower. Uh, so you've got two right so far. So A Tale of Two Cities, Charles Dickens. Is it more or less than 85 million? What position was uh, Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe in on the list? Not saying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with lower. You're going to go lower than 85 million? Yeah. Taylor Two Cities by Charles Dickens. Yes. Well, Lion, the Witch, and Wardrobe was 10th on the list of 10. Oh, for God's sake! So, so at 200 million. Wow, okay, much higher. Much higher. Much. It's, it's Charles Dickens, mate. <laughs> Yeah, but, I mean, C.S. Lewis, he's famous. 200 million copies. Uh, next is The Little Prince by Antoni de saint Yes, and this is a French children's book. Yes. Um, the Little Prince, more or less than 200 million. This is really tough because it being a French book, I don't know how much it will have sold in Europe. Yeah. But it's sold enough for me to be aware of it. I mean, it's... it's it's, I think there's a film it's, made it's out of the little, it. Yeah, quite recently. Yeah, it's the Little Prince. So it, it, we're talking translations as well. Yeah, I'm still going to go lower. Lower than 200 million. Yeah, well, the highest we've had so far is 200 million, and yeah. the next highest is 107. So there's a big spread there. <laughs> uh, the Little Prince was 140 million. Uh, so she, a history of adventure by H. Ryder Haggard. I've never even heard of that. Neither had I. Is it higher or lower than 140 million? Uh, just due to my ignorance, I'm going to have to say lower. It is lower. It's 100 million. Lord of the Rings by J.R.R. Tolkien. One of your favourite movies. One of my all-time favourite movies. One of your favourite books. I read the books as a child. Yeah. Or as a teenager. They weren't... I found them quite heavy there was a lot to kind of get through right there's some incredible stuff in there but it, it, you've got to swim through it on the list this was just down as the lord of the Rings, so i don't know if it's been, okay. they've all been lumped together or not um there was a separate list for box series but this was just the lord of the rings i'm gonna go well it's got to be higher it's, the first. it's gotta be higher it's gotta be higher it's 150 million 150 million uh and Then There Were None by Agatha Christie. Ooh. Is it more or less than 150 million copies sold? I'm going to go with more. You're going to say more than The Lord of the Rings? I your was... favourite books? Yeah. Uh, it's 100 million, it's less. God's sake. It's That's a few, 100 million, that's going to oh. be eight. Well, I mean, it's top, it's top ten, yeah. isn't it? So there's going to be a lot. Fucking hell. The Hobbit by J.R.R. Tolkien was on the list as well. Okay. More or less than And Then There Were None. More. But I don't know if it'd be more than Lord of the Rings. It's it's 100 million, but it's it's lower down on the list. So it's, they're all rounded to the nearest million. Right, okay. So it's only just... So it's only hit. just lower. Uh, but that's... that. Yeah, it's it's two, two, le- two levels down from, uh, from, from... From And Then There Were None. So she... A history of adventure, 
is in the middle of those. Well, so how was... far ahead was Taylor Two Cities? <laughs> <laughs> Sixty million removed from its nearest competitor so far. Uh, and the last one, Don Quixote. Quick, quick, quick Quixote. Don Quixote. Is it Quixote? Yeah. Don Quixote by Miguel de Serra Cervantes. Well Cervantes. Miguel de Cervantes. This is the last one. Yeah. Is it more or less than The Hobbit? That 100 is... million. So Don Quixote is probably the earliest written on that oh, list. Nice. So it's been around long, but it doesn't necessarily mean that it's... I'm going to go with more. going to go more than I'm going to go with million. more. It's one of the most important books ever written. I don't, I, I, I've never heard of it. I've never, never heard of Don Quixote? I recognise the name now that, you, now that I know how it's pronounced. But, but yeah, I'd, I'd never heard. It was never on my on my radar. Uh, it's more. It's top of the list. At 500 million. Wow! <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Uh, 300 million more than The Tale of Two Cities, which was in second. Yeah. Uh, then in third place was Lord of the Rings. At 150, so a big leap that from 500. It's quite ridiculous how many are sold. Fourth place was a little The Little Prince. That's Fifth. surprising. Really? Do you reckon? Again, that's probably just due to my ignorance. It's just not in my cultural knowledge yeah. as much as the rest of them are. Uh, Fifth was Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. At 107. Uh, sixth was and then there were none a hundred million seventh was uh, the dream of the red chamber then there was the hobbit in eighth then there was she a history of adventure and then at the bottom of the list was the lion the witch from the wardrobe if you want to know the top 25 nah I'm good (laughs) yeah I was going to say I mean, feel free to include the, the full list in the, the show's description. No. <laughs> so, if taking Harry Potter out of the equation, what's what's your favourite book? Uh, probably wouldn't have to take Harry Potter out of the equation for that one. Oh, really? Yeah. It's The Understudy uh, by... Oh, shit. <laughs> it's his favourite book, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, God. I really should know his name. Don't need to take Harry Potter out of the equation, really. <laughs> well, well, oh, we'll, really? We'll edit around that. Yeah. Uh, David Nichols, the understudy. The understudy. It's. I mean, it's, it's only it's only up there as my favourite because it's. I, I relate to it so hard, and I really want to write the screenplay. I've been like trying to write the screenplay for years. It's probably lost on one of them, but like an old laptop somewhere now. Because I got lazy. Uh, but yeah. Oh, I've been there. Yeah. That, that, what about you? Lord of the Rings? No, as I said, like, I, I loved the film, and that kind of got me into that genre, and I gave the books a go, but I think I was possibly just a bit too young, and I just found them a bit dense. Um, That's why you like me. Yeah. Come on, a bit yeah. dense. But I think the the book I remember reading and it properly affecting me was Catch-22 by Joseph Heller. Oh, okay. I've, I've got the audio book. I got the audiobook and I started it and well, at work because I was working I couldn't concentrate on it properly. I like I, I listen to podcasts and occasional audiobooks that I've already heard when I'm working. 
but I haven't heard it before. I don't know the book. And there was a lot of oh, what's the character's name? Yasarian. Yeah, said like Yasarian said. It said so many times. Yes, yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah. It is written in a very specific sort of cadence, but I think that's why it works. It's one of the like every bit of punctuation is used so effectively. And, yeah, because it's like... really really funny, and like I can remember really laughing at. a uh, passage turning the page and then something horrific happens and it just <laughs> brings you crashing down immediately like somebody gets hit by a moving plane propeller and split in two at one point and Jeez. it just happens out of the blue um, and that's how it gets you that's how it hits you I think, it's, I think it's one really I need funny. I think it's one I need to read rather than listen to and then I can listen to it after I've read it uh, rather than the other way around yeah. but Dyslexia! Oh, yeah, isn't that fun? Yeah. Anyway, should we move on? No. Okay, I'll leave my... Uh, no, my no, carry on. Yeah, okay. let's move on. <laughs> Nature! Nature! Yeah, okay, this is going to be a bit of a fun segment, this Yay. one. Yay! Um, because I've, what I've done, I've just gone away and i found some fun facts about animals. Excellent. There are ten of them. Um, a lot of them are, are sexual. Oh, yeah, so we we'll lack it. <laughs> don't know why I said that like that. Um, I don't have a lot of information, so we're just going to discuss them as the, as they come up. If you've got any questions... I've got all the, all the questions. I'll try and answer them, but... Yeah. All of the questions. I thought it'd just be funnier if I found uh, as little information as I could. Excellent. <laughs> Very educational. <Yeah. laughs> that's, that's what they did at school. <laughs> Number one. Go for it. Uh, giraffes are gay. Giraffes are gay. Is that um, male all, giraffes? <laughs> all of them. Male giraffes will court and caress other males more than female giraffes, cool. and up to up to ninety four percent of giraffe sex is between two males. Yeah, fine. that's a, it's a lot of sex that is happening. Get some boys. There's a lot of gay male. There's a lot of gay on gay giraffe sex happening. Gay on gay, like it's right. As long yeah. as it's consensual, go for your life. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, just clarify, these are all from Board Panda. Oh, okay. So, uh, so they're not going to be a hundred percent. Don't fact check me. Yeah. So your sources are questionable. Um, but that's great. Gay yeah. giraffes. Cool. I mean, sure. Why I don't not? know why. Well, because yeah, why not? Um, the turkey. The country? No, the, the bird. In in the country of Turkey, Okay. the turkey is called India. <laughs> it's better. In India, it's called Peru. What the fuck is that? What? Uh, it's called a French chicken in Cambodia. It's called a Dutch chicken in Malaysia. Oh my God. And a Western chicken in Vietnam. Where are they originally from? Where's like? I think America, aren't they? Oh, so we're right then. <laughs> <laughs> wow, what a hungry call it. Dinner. <laughs> I remember. I remember playing like an old old football game. I can't remember which one it was. We had played loads at home, like when I was growing up. I always found it hilarious. When I put Hungary up against Turkey, I don't like obvious. It's an obvious gag. I just find yeah, those are the gags hilarious. that you like. Yeah, just ridiculous. I didn't even play. I just, I just 
set it up so it read Hungary versus Turkey. <laughs> oh, I still find it funny. I love it. <laughs> Might do that later on FIFA. <laughs> Fun fact number three. When male honeybees mate, their penises explode and they die. Oh, you have heard that. Yeah, that's terrifying. Yeah, so but I mean, they, they well, only not have, many of them are they mating. Only, they only mate with the queens. There's only yeah. one female. Um, but yeah, she, on her inaugural flight, um, she will, you know, mate with perhaps a dozen male oh, really? bees and just leave uh, a trail, of a trail of <laughs> penisless dead bees in her wake. Yeah, good honour. Hey, as long as it's consensual, whatever you're into. <laughs> this one isn't sexual. Oh, rubbish. Um, but it is very sweet. Uh, dogs, uh, studies have shown, appreciate music. Oh, nice. Well, I mean, to be fair, a lot of people leave, um, a lot of dog owners anyway, leave the radio on for their dogs yeah. when they go out. Um, little pro-life tip for you, if you are a dog owner who does that. Um, tastes can vary from dog to dog, but uh, reggae seems to be a firm favourite. So next time you're popping out to the oh, shops... Just ev- every dog yeah. loves reggae. I mean, to vary person. A right? general rule, uh, pop on some Bob Marley. Fuck yeah. I mean, that's a very safe choice. <laughs> what about Scar? They might, they might look like, they might not I love Scar, but if they like reggae, they might like Scar. Yeah. <laughs> Put some madness on us. <laughs> oh God. This uh, is fun. Number five. This one isn't quite... I mean, it is fun, but it's like it's also quite terrifying. Oh, God. Um, tigers... This is the way it was worded on board Panda. Tigers can and will take revenge on those who have wronged them. <laughs> they are one of the most vengeful animals on the planet. I mean, we ha- we've all seen Tiger King. So... <laughs> yeah. I can't figure that one out, yeah. You know Carol Baskin's on Dancing with the Stars at the minute? you fucking kidding me. She's not a star. She's a weirdo. It's Dancing with the Stars, mate. She it's, it's killed a low her bar. husband and fed him to tigers. 100%. <laughs> She's not a star. Um, apparently, uh, she recently did like a flamenco or a rumba or something. Guess what song she did it to. Eye of the Tiger. <laughs> Are you joking? Nope. Uh, fucking hell! <laughs> you, don't, you can't flamenco or rumba to a to Eye of the Tiger. I mean, that's so. That's that's some. I haven't watched the episode. I'm gonna to like fair, as soon as uh, on YouTube. Yeah, I'm gonna. She, I can't imagine she's gonna win. No, she'll be the the Anne Whittakin of of the competition. Yeah, <laughs> the John Sergeant. But they'll they'll keep her in for you know until the semis. <laughs> There's a laugh. Oh, God. Oh, there'll be no semis watching her. <laughs> oh, we were so close to keeping it out of that. And you oh, said yeah. that one wasn't sexual. Okay, let's move on. Number six. Uh, this one I did quite like. Uh, the urine of the maned wolf smells so much like weed... <laughs> They send zookeepers in Rotterdam on a search for high visitors. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! So Rotterdam Zoo. Someone went. Someone smoking weed. Did you smell that? <laughs> the main wolf just marked its territory. <laughs> oh my 
Um, <laughs> okay, this one doesn't have a lot of detail in it. I do need the detail. Okay. So if anyone if anyone owns a ferret, please let me know. <laughs> I love where this is going. Yeah, female ferrets, uh, once in heat, uh, will die if they don't get laid. Wow. Oh. Poor ferret. Yeah. Imagine Why? the stakes of, oh shit, it, it's that time, I need to, I need to find a mate. Wow. How, like, how, long, how long do they live? Once in heat, how long does that last? You know? I'm not sure. No. Wow, because that's uh, like that would yeah. that that'd be a search that gets more frantic and frantic for different reasons. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, there's so many instances in the animal kingdom of the male dying immediately after sex. Yeah, but men are stupid. The men are stupid. It's, it's just <laughs> weird to see this from the other angle. Like, I need to have sex or I'll die, or if I have sex, I will die. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I mean, it's a good way to go for a bloke. Yeah, at least, at least, you know, yeah. didn't matter, had sex. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's such a male perspective. This one is another sexual one, and it is very fun. Love it. Um, so, 0.5% of male roughs, it's a type of bird, okay. disguise themselves as females. They oh, mate with other males okay. to distract them from the females, and then will mate with the rejected females. Right, say that again. So they disguise themselves as males, yeah. as females. So males will disguise themselves as females. They'll go and seduce another male so that that male, that male isn't having it. sex with one of the females. And then when it's finished, it will go and have sex with the female that the other male isn't having sex with. Right. Um... So it's a way of securing its position wow. to have sex with a female is to have sex with a male first. I mean, do we know that's why they're doing it? Or are they just doing it because... They, do they just... Do they, they just, just like it? Yeah. I mean, why not? Unfortunately, how do you, how does a bird disguise itself? It, it changes its plumage, I assume. Wow. Nature's cool. Nature's well cool. Nature's crazy. Next. <laughs> this one isn't sexual, but it's just... These, uh, uh, I love how you preference everything no, with either this one's we've sexual. Two, we've got two more. This one's sexual or this one isn't sexual. We've got two more <laughs> and neither of them are sexual. Okay. Okay. That's a shame. So, um, <laughs> a chameleon mm-hmm. will change its colour to suit its background, even if it's blind. I didn't. I thought that was a myth that they changed the colour to suit the background. I thought they changed. Yeah, but I thought I thought it was a, a not a, not a mood thing, but more of a yeah, like a sort of. A yeah, mood. it's it's a camouflage. It blends in with its surroundings, right? But it will do that even thought, if it thought, doesn't know what the surroundings was, look like. I thought it was based on its mood. If it like like I thought there was a study that showed that they change based on how they how they're feeling. Like if they feel threatened, they'll change to red or or, or green or whatever. So if they feel threatened, they'll change to green because that's the natural surrounding anyway. Or and then, or it's the natural colour. Or take it up with board panda. <laughs> Point is, they they do it even if they don't know what colour is around them. They'll blend in, which is pretty incredible. Like, oh yeah, I mean, it. if if it is if it is due to the background, then yeah, that's that's bizarre. I mean, maybe there is something about them changing colour based on mood. Because I, I put a, a chameleon on a red dildo once, and it blushed. 
I mean, that's just cruel. And I hope you cleaned it. Yeah, I cleaned the chameleon before I used the dildo. I'm going to put a dirty chameleon on my dildo. <laughs> oh, I'm leaving that in. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. You idiot. <laughs> I love it. Final fact. Um, there is a type of rainforest mammal okay. uh, called a, I think it's pronounced kinkajou. Okay. In like, as it, where in which rainforest? Uh, several. <coughs> okay. But you'll probably find them in the Amazon because you'll find most things in the Amazon. Yeah. Um, they can turn their feet in the opposite direction and run as quickly backwards as they can forwards. <gasps> oh my god, that's so cool! so weird to think about that I mean you can't see where you're going but imagine you were to hasty retreat you can see the thing yeah. that's chasing you imagine 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 you're just having a stroll in one direction and you see a predator and you go nope turn your feet around just yeet it out of there fucking amazing what no it's nature's bizarre man that is so weird like that's so cool I feel like you know there are certain animals which like in England do weird shit like owls and, and humans yeah and humans <laughs> But yeah, there's some, there's some bizarre stuff out there that we've seen so much of that we kind of desensitise. You know, like chameleons are weird. like that. Eyes can move in uh, independently. Yeah, and independently see. from each other. And I want to know more. Have about... you ever like just looked at a jellyfish? That thing is nuts. <laughs> I want to know more about what's under the water because we know shit. we know more about the moon than we yeah, know about we the oceans yeah. on our planet, which is bizarre. It's easier to get to the moon than it is to the bottom of the ocean. I want to know what's happening down there. I want to know. I don't want to go myself. I'd go to the moon, but it's easier. But I don't want to go down to the bottom of the ocean. I just want to know what's happening down there. Because there's some shit down there that we don't know about, I'm sure. There's got to be. Atlantis is somewhere. Is it? Uh, it's got to be. Does it? <laughs> we don't know. Mermaids are somewhere. Got to be. <laughs> there might be manatees. Ah, <laughs> oh, shit. The fez is over there. You get it. Okay. <laughs> I didn't think you were going to get that. <sighs> I'm way closer to the fez than you are. Alright, well, it's, I suppose it's my turn to get it, so here we go. Fez. Yeah, yeah episode 10 is your yeah. turn. <laughs> you just happened to sit closer to it. This is episode 10. Right. Yeah. We haven't meant. That's, that's a landmark. Ten episodes. Of, Twenty weeks. I was talking shit. Yeah. On tape. Right, you're doing it's tape on tape. You fucking old bastard. I am a traditionalist. <laughs> I'm thirty now. <laughs> you are. Um, so you got the miscellaneous for I next week. Miscellaneous. So you can draw first. I've got one. Oh, you've got one. Read it then. Get it. <laughs> animals. Animals. Well, you should have done something different than animals for nature. <laughs> <laughs> Food. Ooh. Food. Ooh, I've got some good ideas for food I'm holding on to. Can I have one? <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, so I've got animals and drink. Yay! <laughs> food and drink. Food and drink and animals. And miscellaneous. Excellent. So what have we learnt today? We've learnt... Uh, about mermaids. We've learned about mermaids. Is, uh, uh, We've uh, learned. I brought it full circle without even realizing. We've learned it's still okay to like Harry Potter. 
Just a mole. Uh, Robert but, Smalls but it's, definitely it's, isn't a bobby. But he's definitely not a bobby. Wow. And and giraffes. Are and giraffes, giraffes are mostly gay. <laughs> I mean, it's a I spectrum. Yeah, giraffe, but they are just very far away. I don't know. If giraffes are mostly gay. I think most giraffes engage in consensual gay relationships. That doesn't mean they're they're I gay. Think it's a spectrum. Yeah. That's what I said. I missed that bit. I was trying. To, <laughs> you were, I was, tra- I was thinking. You were talking over me. Yeah. Which is my thing. I've yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, thanks for listening to Voice for TV. Thanks for listening. Uh, we'll see you on the next one. Yeah, in a couple of weeks. I mean, we won't because it's an audio format, but... And, yeah, we don't want to see your ugly yeah. looks. <laughs> <laughs> but in between, why didn't you go and uh, look at look up mermaids, yeah. do some research onto some historical figures who perhaps... I've been overlooked. I've been overlooked. And uh, fact-check all my animal facts, and then send in all your fact-checking... To Voice of TV on Twitter, or indeed send in anything, and anything, anything at all. at all. Yeah, we'd love to learn stuff. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> oh God, <coughs> I'm dying. Thanks for listening. Stick around for two more weeks. Bye. Woo! Thank you for listening to Voice for TV. If you would like to get in contact with us, we are everywhere on social media. Just search Voice for TV. Uh, you can also email us voiceofortv at gmail.com I'm Andy Cantalon. You can find me on Instagram at Andy Cantalon or on Twitter at Andy underscore Cantalon. If you want to get in contact with Luke, just crawl over to our microwave, pop it open, whisper his name and then put it on high for about 30 seconds. I'm sure he will get that. Thank you to Jenny Brown for the artwork and Jack Smith for the music. And thank you for for listening. Please keep, uh, keep doing that. Bye bye. Oh god! Ten episodes. Well, ten of episode ten. Episode ten. Should have thought of that. We should have. They should have made a better episode. <laughs> <laughs> Great.